Look at Talk. A new episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of Look at Talk. We are in season three, y'all. We are in season three of Look at Talk. I'm your man, V. Jones, holding it down here in the great state of Florida, surviving the quarantine and still giving y'all podcasts for the, for the 20 and the 21. So go ahead and pour you up a drink and get ready for this exclusive round. Today, joining me from Dallas, Texas, are the ladies of the Trifling But True podcast, Jade. Asia, Lori, how are you ladies doing tonight? We're doing, we are doing fantastic, but we are from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> we are from Chicago, Chi-Town. <laughs> Y'all from Chi-Town, but I thought when you, somebody said they were living in Texas. Oh, no, I wish. I wish. Who child the weather? I wish. Right, it's open yeah. down there. <laughs> well, holding it down from Chicago, y'all are, y'all are like the third or fourth podcast I done did out of Chicago. Really? Cause Chicago's dope. <laughs> yes, um, I've had like two other podcasters from um season two. Um, they both were from Chicago. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of podcasting going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You need more studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got a lot of dope podcasters up there in Chicago. I don't know why I got Texas from y'all for some reason. <laughs> no, nope. you know, I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, Texas hey, makes blame, some good blame. women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, Texas is a good state. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. Because men from Texas right now. So I'm okay with that. I could be from here today. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. My bad. My apologies, ladies, but representing Chicago, Illinois, y'all. Hey, but how, how's everything going up there with it being quarantined and stuff? It's going. Um, luckily, I mean, the weather has been on and off this past week, but this weekend should be nice. Stuff is starting to open back up, so hopefully people can get out, get some weather, grill, <laughs> go to their stores that they've been missing out on, get their nails done, all type of stuff. So, it's Yes. I, I just need a pedicure. If, if the nail shop could just open up. <laughs> hmm Facts. Like, I just need a pedicure. You know, my birthday is on Tuesday. I can't really do much. I still don't know what the hell I want to do. Oh, man. Damn. Well, happy early birthday. Thank and I'm you. sorry to hear that, you know what I'm saying? Because I've had a number of people that celebrate birthdays during the quarantine. I'm like, I feel bad for you. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Y'all got to celebrate your birthday during the quarantine. I feel bad. I, I'm hoping that all this madness is over because I want to travel in December. You know what I'm saying? I want to travel. I want to do something for my birthday. So hopefully outside will be open and we're not banned from other countries. So I don't know. But we take one day at a time. Right. But I do got to say, y'all mayor in Chicago is the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> don't Donald play no Trump. games. <laughs> She's flat out said of Donald Trump. She, yo, I was like, you know what? This mayor is the real MVP. No, no she is the truth. <laughs> she ain't playing no games with us. F you. Okay? That's what she said. F you. <laughs> she said, I said, I, I saw that clip. I was like, oh, oh, she don't play no games. I even saw, I even saw clips of her um, telling out in the city, telling people, go home, go home. I'm like, damn, she don't be play cracking no the games. Whip. She, mm-hmm. No, I really feel like she is like that mama that don't play games yes. and everybody listen to what she say. Like, no no talking back, no smack, no lip. Just, she says, sit down. Okay, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> See, nothing against the mayor of, uh, in my city of Tampa, Florida, but I haven't seen this lady. But I, but I look on social media, I see y'all mayor just out there like telling people to go home, telling the president F y'all said, you know what? She she the real MVP. I hope she gets mm-hmm. reelected. You know, you know, saying? and she said low key she did Shit. say that uh, just because the rest of Illinois is opening up don't mean Chicago is. She said we damn near be on lockdown still. So <laughs> Chicago ain't going nowhere this summer. Yeah, honestly, you know, I feel like I don't think we're ready yet to honestly be off quarantine officially. I mean, I like ready as in mentally like exhausted of being in the house yes but not ready as in like we are safe (laughs) from this virus and every other evil in the world going on right now 
Like, I just think that we should still, like, sit tight for a minute. Like, I don't think it's quite over yet. But I'm not, I think that anybody that is going out for whatever reason, you know, have fun, enjoy yourself, but please be safe and practice social distancing. Do not go out there acting like everything normal because it's really not. Yeah, I agree. Yes, it's really not normal. Now, I know one of y'all uh, um, said y'all a nurse. I feel which one it is. But I do want to say thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you for being on the front line. You are the real MVP. Well, thank you. That's me, Asia, for those listening, if you don't know who I am. Um, but thankfully, though, I am a nurse. But honestly, I am so grateful and thankful that um, right before, at the end of actually 2019, I switched over to school nursing. And I think that was nothing but God. God got me out the hospital right in time for this to happen. And I'm getting paid to work from home. I'm safe. So, you know, I'm doing well. Okay, well, that's a blessing that you're not, um, you're not, not actually in the front lines, yes. you know what I'm saying. Um, but I do want to do want to say prayers up for the families of the, the man that just got killed by the cops. His name is not not coming to my head right now and also i do want to say when is it when is it gonna be enough what are we gonna have to do for us black folks to stop getting killed by cops and harassed by white folks yeah um his name is george floyd uh, and that's one of the many george floyd rest in peace (laughs) yeah he's one of many it's just it's like it seems like it's a new year yet another hashtag i'm like my goodness but yet I see these other races of people that do heinous crimes. They getting brought in and stuff. One leave that Burger King. I'm I'm like, yeah. Why? Why? And then you got y'all president out here talking mad shit because he's seeing stores getting looted and Talk stuff. Talk about y'all I'm president. Like, he ain't my president. Yeah. I don't know nah. who's president. Right. <laughs> he ain't he my ain't president either. So shit. I don't know who, well, some of whoever the hell like this man. I ain't, you know, he ain't my president. I don't know. He around here talking about thugs and stuff. I'm like, the real thugs are the cops that be out here killing black folks, and they're they're getting away with it. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's crazy times that we're in, and honestly, this is not going to stop anytime soon. Um, I mean, this stuff happening since yes. what the 1800s. <laughs> well, we've been oppressed and we hurt and killed and slaughtered by white people, and it where it's, it's 2020. We, the same thing is still happening. It's just being broadcasted. It's just being seen on social media and TV. And it's gonna take. I feel like it's gonna take a lot, a lot on both sides or all sides, but mainly on the side of white people to to step up and to fucking speak up, like educate yourself. <laughs> do something yes speak up speak up against your fellow uh, other white folks that are so comfortable that call the police like it's cu- customer service because <laughs> guess what twitter is undefeated and twitter will get you fired if you're being okay. caught being a racist twitter is like my favorite thing in the world that is my day news yeah slash comedy hey intake like i love black yeah twitter. it's 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 Yes, black Twitter mm. is everything. Yeah, this whole killing racism thing, it's 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 weird. I'm 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 at this weird mental spiritual like stage with it. I'm kind of at this point where I feel like 2019 was kind of the preview of what was to come. Because 2019 was kind of that year where like things were good, but then we had these little bumps like we lost Nipsey, like all these things that were happening um or did we lose Nipsey in 2019 or was it 20 early this year? Yes, yeah. we lost Nipsey. Okay. Y'all, yeah, we lost 19, so many grades. Yeah. Like, I'm literally thinking like to myself, like, wow, was he? Like, what year? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, and then 2019, you know, we, it, we, we thought we were starting cool. And then, you know, the coronavirus thing started to come out and all these things are happening. But I feel like it's happening because... The, the year of 2020 is a year of clear vision. Mm-hmm. We can no longer hold on to old ways of thinking, old ways of living, old ways of treating each other. Like the, we, In order for things to be rebuilt, they have to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this shit is going to get way worse in order for people to see the magnitude of what's been in front of us. It, like this hasn't been swept, like this hasn't been 
you know, just like things that happen like every once in a while or no, like this is an everyday occurrence and people are actually like seeing it more and more because people are like recording it and posting it. So, you know, like that quote that's floating around by Will Smith, racism didn't like, you know, disappear, disappear. Because we've seen it's, it's just yeah, not being broadcast you know, see it just by opening your phone or turning on your tv like seeing a freaking cnn reporter getting arrested on live tv like how does that like it just the yeah. things that are happening it's it's scary to know that things are going to get worse but you mm-hmm. also hold on to the hope that you know out of this things will be better yes yes Yes, we definitely hold on to that hope. And also, I think what's going to come of this, I think Black folks are going to like, take self-defense a little more seriously now. They're not just going to let this. And I'm just like, these police officers are some savages. Because I also saw a video, which also broke my heart. I saw the grandmother coming out there to protect the grandson. You would think the cops leave him alone. But then I see see the cops start attacking the no, grandmother. I'm like, you cops <laughs> They are, don't. Y'all don't yeah, are some fucking... All because the... All because the young man r- rolled past his cops. I'm mm-hmm. like, really? We got real, we got big, bigger crime, bigger fish to fry out here, and y'all want to beat harm this man, harm his grandmother because of that? You know what? The state we're in, people are getting ramped up, and they think that what they're doing is okay because they're getting away with it. And you keep doing things, and there's no consequences. Of course, you ain't gonna stop. I mean, let's be honest. As black people, we are tired. We are exhausted. At this time, this is the worst time in the um, the world to be a black person right now because one, yes, we have the coronavirus taking us out left and right. I mean, it's just mostly us because we are built in society where we are kind of like oppressed and have have been on welfare and lack of health care and lack of education and things like that. And then you out here killing us too? Not only are you not trying to give us our stimulus checks, but now you want to kill us and we hungry and I can't work to feed my kids. Like, we tired. We are tired. Like, I don't understand why they are so shocked about these riots. Like, it's going to happen. Black people, this is built up aggression. Like, this time right now is crazy. And Yes, it's crazy. And you know what? Like when I first saw <clears throat> um the right or the looting and the burning of like the Target and the AutoZone or whatever, I was like, you know what, y'all? Why y'all doing that? Like I get the anger, I get the frustration, I get all of that. But if y'all gonna do something, go to the police station, go to the government officials' office. Lo and behold, hours later, they at the police station. I'm like, yes, mother. Right, they yes, got too. because <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> I I was sitting there saying that too. I'm like, why? What is? What does the target have to do? Because target don't care. You can they they really don't. I mean, because they have insurance. They're insured. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you need to be doing. You need to be attacking. I'm glad to hear that they were going to the fire department and stuff. And then I saw right before we got on, I saw videos of people in Atlanta destroying police cars. Yeah. I'm like, Atlanta, I I get it, but y'all need to be at the police stations, y'all need to be at the, y'all need to be at the Capitol and stuff, y'all, that's where y'all need to be raising hell, y'all need to be where them people were, because them white folks were coming out raising hell, because they want to come outside, no, the right people raising hell, what's the, the only person in America who could raise hell and get exactly what she want is who, white ladies, right, basically, they need to speak yeah. up like like they are basically yeah. culture swines to the black culture and they want to be us so bad but now when shit going on y'all don't know what the fuck to say exactly y'all it's like y'all look it's like i hate to, to uh, say this but some white folks they love black culture until it's time for for them to step up for black culture it's like i wish white folks and other races of people would love black black people the way y'all love black culture because it's Asians we hear y'all where are these other races of people at y'all just y'all quiet yeah I mean white people ignorant <laughs> you know I you know I don't know a lot about history you know so I hope I'm not misspeaking but I really feel like the white race is one of the only that does not come from a specific culture they steal from other cultures like they don't 
I don't recall learning in history anything that they like truly cultivated. No, they don't. Everything they has been stolen. Taken. Everything, and no. that's why they're so hateful. They stole yeah, from they the stole Indians from and stuff. They stole a hell that's of shit from us. That's why they're so hateful because they have nothing original. They have of, of their own. Yeah, they just take and take and take, and you know. And this is not to say that all white people are bad because there are some amazing phenomenal white people out here that are actually awake and aware yeah, there of are. their privilege and aware that they do need to step up to make a change because white people created the problem mm-hmm. so white people got to step up to fix it and for the white people that are like shocked and surprised that people are rioting and all these things are happening well what do you expect when the you know the the polite political way to approach things falls on deaf ears like you know we're trying to do peaceful approaches but that doesn't work and i don't see why they're shocked that people are rioting when that's the only way that we can get people's attention exactly yeah and y'all shouldn't be shocked look who the hell y'all have who the y'all you white people voted in office you know what i'm saying because I still find it hard to believe that three percent of black people really vote. <laughs> you often, know, there are some black people out there that just follow. Is. Just you know, mm-hmm. they don't. They they lost in the song. And black people and those <laughs> type of black people be the worst ones. They be worse than the white women. Lost in the yes, south. they are. Yes, they. And, and they just don't get it. That's why it's like um, whenever I when I was at um, when I attended HBCU and I and I'd get into arguments with students that went to the predominantly whiteness institution. I'm like. No, some fifty years ago they wouldn't take your black ass in this institution. <laughs> so shut up. So yeah. <laughs> On that note, we could spend all day talking about this, but that is not why the hell I got y'all on Liquor Talk. <laughs> I brought y'all on Liquor Talk to talk about y'all podcast, which sounds awesome. I heard this piece of it today called the Trifling but True Podcast. Talk to me about the podcast. All right. Well, you know, our podcast was started by three best friends. We were actually roommates. Um, A lot of people may or may not know that. We lived together for the whole entire first year of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, we're best friends. We live together. Um, And the idea of Trifling But True came about just because, you know, we were three you know, college educated women, you know, have, you know, very career driven, focused on our careers, you know, trying to juggle that, being newly graduated, you know, trying to have a social life, all these new things of adulting that are new, we were like stressed, and having a lot of girl talks and just venting. And we were like, you know what, people need to hear what the hell we're talking about, because we cannot be the only women going through this. And Mm -hmm. we all were on the same page, like, let's just start a podcast. And that's really how Trifling But True came about. So we talk about a little bit of everything, relationships, career, uh, spirituality, uh, being black. That's something we talk a lot about. Entrepreneurship. On, uh, yeah. So we're, we're kind of touching bases on a little bit of everything. We're very well diverse in our topics. Uh, we can make you laugh, make you cry, make you think. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it all when you listen to Trifling But True. Yeah. And we always yes, end with a positive quote. So if you don't want to hear nothing else, you can fast, you know, fast forward to the last maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> you'll hear some positive, <laughs> uplifting quotes. Yeah. You know, that'll get you through your day. So, you know, we just try to spread our our light through our podcast by, you know, bringing light to topics that people don't really want to talk about, but that, that you know, need to be talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we've also incorporated a piece into our podcast um, where it's called Crush of the Week. So, we shed light on African-American men and women who are like business owners or they're artists or, you know, they're just doing things positive in the community and beneficial to black people as a as a as a whole. And so we shed light on them um, on our episodes every week, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we do a lot. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and we post weekly. So you get a new episode every Thursday. Mm-hmm. We are. You- we are. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel uh, where you can watch us basically talk shit and eat food for the most part. Uh, <laughs> got a couple guest episodes up on our YouTube channel, so definitely check us out. We are a lot of fun. You will not regret it during this quarantine. Just sit back and listen, catch up. Mm-hmm. We got 64 episodes, so pick. Y'all got more than enough. Yes. <laughs> more than enough. 
Yes, yes, and yes, more than enough. Now, I was listening to y'all last episode, the um, the one where y'all talked <laughs> about the butt injections and stuff. I and I and what what I got from it is I've realized that there are a lot of women that are desperate about it, but it's like I know that a lot of people don't understand the ramifications and the consequences of getting your body done. And me personally, just for y'all, just just so y'all know. As a man, I would, I would strongly, I'm strongly against it because I believe you need to love yourself the way you are because, because some, because them doctors they really don't tell you what, what, um, how sloppy you look or how it really looks or some do, some don't, you know. And we can, us men, we don't, we don't some don't like, some mm-hmm. like it, but some don't. And I'm just like that. That tell me right that you don't love yourself because if you feel like you need to get all this done just get attention from a man yeah and I feel like a lot of women try to like compensate for something when they do that a lot of women especially with social media try to compare themselves and um you know if I get my my boob done or my butt done I'll come out and I'll look like her and that's not the case sis you got a different genetic body makeup like that's not always gonna that's not how you gonna look sis and then, uh, like you said, like they forget about 20, 30 years from now, your body, your metabolism is not going to be the way it is when you're 20 something years old. And yeah, I just don't think that a lot of women really take into consideration what getting injections and implants and stuff really mean for them. Yeah, I, I, I think it just depends. Exactly. If you really but... just have to be honest, like really, truly honest with yourself if you're thinking about getting plastic surgery because is it like okay I really want to get my breasts done because you know I personally have been insecure about it like no outside force is making me think that I need to get my boobs done like maybe you know one's bigger than the other and I want to even them out it makes me feel insecure or what or whatever the case or are you doing it because you want to look like the Instagram models and the celebrities you see with the overly done breasts and butts and hips and you know, like really just think about why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're doing it for other reasons other than what you want, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And nine times out of 10, they come out botched. I ain't even going to stunt. Yes, every single they time. They be coming out botched. And that be God <laughs> saying, I told you to sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, mm-hmm. one thing that I feel like a lot of women fail to realize, like, unless you just are physically incapable of working out y'all are fucking lazy like you taking a lazy way out so you gonna get this surgery get skinny get fat transfer and then build more fat on top of that like it looks gross and it's almost like they look stocky to me with a big old <laughs> a diaper <butt>. booty yeah <laughs> damn not a diaper yeah. booty and I feel like these comments are mainly towards like the bad plastic surgery we see because if you think about celebrities like let's take Iggy Azalea I was for just example. about to say her body bomb. is Even fake Kylie but it's bomb Kylie Jenner her yeah. body is fake but it's bomb yeah. like you gotta know when to stop like they did it tastefully like Kylie we knew she was fake because we watched her transform over the years but Iggy we didn't really know her like that we were like who is this cute white chick with this booty in this body like who is she you know and they look great but it's like you gotta know when to stop and you gotta know what looks good on you and what doesn't yep yes and please don't trust them doctors because them celebrities it's like they got mm-hmm. the top of the line doctors. Y'all, I don't doctors. know what kind of doctors y'all get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, know. unless you got you a good car cracker or a big drug dealer, you might as well just call it. Just go to the gym. And honestly, like I said, honestly, if I saw that doubt, tell me you really don't love yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how would you expect somebody to love you for who you really are than to love you because... I guarantee if you give a man's attention, it's just because your body, because like, I've, I've learned the hard way a couple of times. It may mm-hmm. look good, but it may not be good yep. for you. Facts. Yep. That's a grandma saying. Yes, yes. You definitely learn from that. So throwing it, now I'm looking through y'all episode. Let's see. Throwing it back to the 99 2000, <laughs> <old> man. <laughs> Cash money taking over, <laughs> yes. Did you? Could you imagine back then, um, 
we'd be in this place where we're at now, it's just how technology is taking over. Man, who would have known we would have went from dial-up internet to like where you can't be on the house phone and on the computer at the same time, floppy disks, AOL, text message plans to what we are at now. Like it, it's mind-blowing how technology has changed even just from when we were kids. And we had basic technology. We still had it, but it isn't what it is now. And it's still advancing, yeah. Man, when I was when I was a child, it was like that technology was just coming in. It wasn't really there fully, you know what I'm saying? People still had to mock cell phones. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. It really is crazy about how technology came from. So what college did y'all go to? Northern Illinois from? University. Yep, shout out Huskies. Woo-woo. Okay. <laughs> oh wow shout out to the huskies <laughs> interesting interesting so how has the, the college experience helped y'all oh, with your podcast man giving a story yeah i think i think just <laughs> the, the typical college experience and then i think our network of people that we knew that we know from college like we know a lot and you know what i didn't realize like how many like dope ass people that i actually knew until I got mm-hmm. out of college, like right now, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like the people we went to college with <laughs> are dope as fuck, and they're actually like going to be people in life, and it's so amazing to see. Yes, I agree. Honestly, I feel like as far as like how it helped is exactly that. I mean, just those funny, crazy stories. Um, I mean, the main thing is bringing us together. Yeah. Cause I mean, me and Asia knew each other since like seventh, eighth years grade. ago. But <laughs> yeah, but Jay, yeah, yeah, wow. bringing us together and hanging out and stuff and getting close, like yeah. And I, Dirty D was cool, but mm-hmm. I mean, we had some good times. Yeah, and our podcast has definitely helped us um, grow as individuals, help us network, help us, you know, connect with other people that are doing amazing things. Like Jade said. You know, without this podcast, I don't think we would have been paying attention to the amazing people that we've been around all this time mm-hmm. and just never really knew or seen their full potential. But now you're seeing it and you're like, whoa, like these people, I know these people, mm-hmm. you know, and see everyone doing well and flourishing is just amazing. So shout out to all the black people that went to hey, shout yes. out. <laughs> and now, also, now I went to the black school, I went to FAMU, but I do know a lot of dope people that came to FAMU from Chicago. I said, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm saying to myself, I'm pretty sure y'all getting killed on that out-of-state <laughs> tuition, but they said it was worth it. So, shout out to all the FAMU alums that are, in, that are from Chicago, because like I said, yeah, I met a number of y'all, y'all were some very dope I people. I want to go to, you know, look, <laughs> I was going to say, looking back, if I could, like, redo college, oh, I would have done it totally different. I regret not putting oh. a lot of thought behind where I was going to school. I just went there because my brothers went there. I didn't really think about what school I was going to I was just following along with the family and now I look back and I'm like I should have went to a damn HBCU I would have met <laughs> I thought I partied where I was child yes. I might not have made it through school honestly I would have been living it up. okay <laughs> no you would have made it no I would have made no. it but I definitely would have no because I would self socially I feel like a lot more Yes, that's definitely true. I definitely um, enjoyed my time and socially. And also, you had people while there, they held you accountable. They they were like, hey, well, I ain't see you in class. Or well, mm-hmm. you definitely met those type of people there. So they definitely looked out. So what made y'all decide to still live together even after y'all you graduated You know, Chicago ain't cheap. I mean, so, it ain't so expensive. Ain't. It ain't L.A. or New York. But baby, it's a close. Close runner up, okay. Facts. If you don't want to be in the hood getting shot, you gonna you gonna drop some dough, okay? And that's just the reality of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like she said, it's like yeah. it's when you get out of college, you realize like adulting is hard. Like mm-hmm. nobody prepares you for adulting. Like they don't prepare you for. Tell me about after it. After college, like you want no rule book. Yeah, so you kind of just gotta like figure it out. Yeah. Yes, you are on your own. 
And there's one thing I I definitely damn sure learned is there's no there's no no net check to pay your rent for a couple mm-hmm. of months. So no, you are definitely when you own. got two yeah. other people that you're living with, you gotta look. You got but your yeah. portion of the rent because <laughs> right, gotta hold each other I, accountable. I think having roommates one helped us adjust to this new reality that we were in because we literally just got tossed out of school. Like, okay, get a job, pay your bills, survive, have fun, good luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so having you know, being surrounded by your best friends, people you trust, people like Jay said, hold you accountable. Um, and then also being able to save your money, you know, or be able to spend it or invest it in other ways that you wouldn't be able to if you had to fit the bill for everything, you know. So financially, having a roommate is actually a really smart idea. If you can handle living with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, that, that's definitely true. I definitely agree with you on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Liquor Talk podcast. It's that podcast that's coming at you for the 20 and the 21. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and pull you up a shot. Because the more you drink, I promise you the better this podcast is going to sound, ladies and gentlemen. I have with me the ladies of the Trifling But True podcast holding it down in Chicago. And so tell me this. What made y'all to say, say that y'all finally gonna just do a podcast? You know, I think it was just kind of, I think we're all on the same page with we want to build something that is ours. Like, we're kind of overworking for other people. So I think that was the big push, like, we're all on the same page creatively with this. Why not just go ahead and do it so that we can build our own platform and potentially turn it into a business? So. Yeah, basically, yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, we already feel like we give each other the best, most sound advice mm-hmm. and mostly non-biased, even though we friends, but mostly biased um, advice. We might as well, like, share our gifts with the world. <laughs> and Jade, I don't know if you were going to add anything, but I was going to say yeah. um, we think very similar to each other, but yet very different. Um, And we all kind of approach different topics or situations from different perspectives. And we just, the way we can communicate and understand each other, even if we don't agree on something, we still can come to a common ground on something and still walk away learning something, you know, like just our, our (laughs) chemistry together is just unmatched. Honestly, you did. I feel like you're not gonna find too many real life best friends that can like chop it up on the mic, no problem for a whole hour, and make you laugh mm-hmm. from start to finish, <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's real. So, what's it like for y'all, um, as a fellow creative? What's it like being a creative? You know, what I'm saying just, um. In this networking in this era where everybody's being a creative, what's it like for y'all to know know y'all are black creatives? I mean, I think it's it's honestly it's rough. Shit, we be tired. We got another job to support this job, and you know we got to get it done. So like it's it's a hustle. Like we got to stay on our like hustle mentality and keep getting together, even though we live like apart. We got to still you know come together and do what we need to do because I mean we have an audience now we have people you know expecting things of us and we feel like we hold our podcast to a pretty high standard that we don't disappoint so you know we just try to keep it together yeah but also being a creative is bringing out the best in me like it's bringing out parts of my creativity I didn't know existed um So being a creative is also fun in that aspect because it's so different from what I do. You know, as a nurse, everything is so methodical and I have to be very precise and everything has to be right. You know, there's people's lives in my hands. But with this, it allows me to relax and just let my creativity flow. I don't really have to think about the things that I do. I just create. Um, And so for me, that's been the best part, honestly. Yeah, I think <clears throat> both of um, what you guys said is kind of how I feel. And I feel like it for me, it allows me to like tap into other aspects of my personal life. So like we may have a topic about something and. I... Yeah, I'm here. Jade, you broke hey, up. Hey, y'all good? Bit. I'm here. Uh, I hope she's not. She might be getting a phone call. I think it um, freezes her, her mic. 
Sound like yeah, she was gonna say something. Anchor good. does that, y'all. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we might be happy. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like she was gonna say something good, y'all. We'll we'll come back to that. So tell me, what was y'all favorite episode Ooh, so, so far? Of the podcast? Hold on, let me think. Oh wow, you we yeah. did so many episodes, they all start to kind of blend together. You forget what was what. <laughs> oh, I feel you on that. Trust me. I, I trust trust and believe. I feel you on that. Like uh, whenever I have look back at all the guest appearances, I'll be like, damn, I don't talk to a lot of people. So I trust and believe. I feel you on that. Um, you know let's saying? see. I'm trying to think. What's favorite episode? I'm gonna pick a funny and a I serious mean... one because we got some that are my favorites from different ranges of topics. Well, while you're picking, I'll go ahead because I kind of get my favorite so far. I like the very first episode that we did with Janelle. So that was the first time stories or something like Mm -hmm. that. Like something about that. And then I like the the episode we did with Julia, Fifty Shades of Black. Mm Was it Fifty Shades of Black? Yeah, something like that. Unfortunately, that that one's no longer available to the public, but uh, that was an amazing episode. It didn't get taken down. Wait, why that one got taken down? Don't we all? Um, And that. No, it's on here. Okay. I I I thought that was one of the ones we got uh, that got lost. We had lost a few episodes. Uh uh. Uh uh. Okay. Got that one. Oh, let's see. Okay, favorite episodes. Uh, okay, well, two funny ones that are one of my favorites. Definitely episode one was the most wild episode. We were just saying random shit, but it was funny. Um, and yeah. then another funny one that I liked. Um, the I, I think the one we talked about uh, hoe phases, being a hoe. Our hoe episode was, was <laughs> racing. Yeah. Oh. The yeah. whole episode was a good that one. Was- um, and then as far as se- more serious topics, I think the one where we talked about toxic parenting, the one I think it's titled Who That Was Therapy or Wow That Was Therapy or something like that. Um, that episode was, it got deep and it wasn't even intended to go that deep. But we just let the conversation flow wherever it wanted to go. And by the end of it, we were like, wow, we just released a lot of childhood <laughs> issues on this mic. Um, so that's actually a really good one if you guys want to go listen to that episode. Yes, everybody. Y'all hear these episodes. Y'all go check them out. I think we did. Um, yep, did we I'm here. Jay-Z? Sorry, somebody called me and ruined the whole thing. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, we're going to take it back for a minute, y'all. She was making a no, good man, point. You remember what that point was? Point too. I'm pissed. What are we talking about? What was the question? Oh, being a creative <laughs> and what we like, what's the what's it like oh, for us? Man. And you were starting to say something, and then it... Yeah, you were saying, she was saying something um, good, I y'all. I was saying uh, how for me, it's kind of, it's fun, but it's also serious, because when we talk about certain topics, um... I might get triggered or I might feel sentimental or emotional during that topic. And it'll allow me to kind of like do a deep dive into my own personal life. Mm -hmm. So like there's been a lot of that. And I think Asia actually mentioned one of the episodes, like the toxic parenting one was one that was fun. And then it got real deep and, you know, made me think about stuff that happened when I was little. And I'm like, you know, that's probably something that, I need to work on because it bothers me to this day. So it allows me to, yeah, do that like inner work and, but yet still have fun and, and know that, you know, it doesn't have to always be serious. Mm-hmm. Like you can still work on yourself and it, without it being like, oh, the world's going to end type shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I wish more people would realize that. Now, while you were trying to get reconnected, I also asked them what was their favorite episodes. Now they tell me theirs. What were some of your favorite episodes Ooh, of the podcast hmm. so far? Um, I would say one of my favorite episodes, probably one was probably the first one because <laughs> we were just all over the place, and that was our first one. We were telling stories, and it was just yeah, it was a hot mess. Um, and then I'll ha- I'd have to say 
the one we did with um, Ricky Layfield was one of my favorites. We talked about um, black youth um, and he's a, he's a youth counselor, guidance counselor. So we kind of talked about that and growing up in Chicago. Um, then I don't know. I have a few. I like the colorism one we did with Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA she's also our marketing agency. Shout out trend and flux. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then, and then our, our, uh, growing up black episodes, we have two of those. So we took it way back. Y'all what is like growing up black. We had part, uh, two versions to mm-hmm. it. So those were really fun. I'd say those are my favorite. Yeah. So those are some dope episodes. Um, that, those, are, those are some dope episodes. So. What have y'all learned so far about pot? What what have y'all learned so much in the in from all the episodes y'all done together? What have y'all learned about each individually and working together? Mm, I would say individually, I've learned that. Um, I guess kind of like what I just said. Like I didn't really. I don't know. I kind of live, I'm going to be honest. I kind of lived a naive life <laughs> um, for 20 some years. And I feel like the podcast helped me kind of see that there was more to life than what I originally thought life was about. And that means you can take it how you perceive it. But um, <clears throat> I would say that for me on an individual level kind of allowed me to do some self-evaluation um and then working together like these are my sisters so mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about like- literally any and everything and i don't really think that you can do that with at least it's hard nowadays to find like a genuine group of people that you can like just literally text or call and talk to them about some random off the wall type of stuff and they get it, they get it so i would say that that's probably my favorite thing um Basically, mine is pretty much, you asked me what I learned and what is my favorite thing. Now, I said, um, basically, what have you learned from um, podcasting Okay, what have I learned from podcasting so far? Um, That I learned a lot about myself, actually, not to sound very vain, but I, I learned that I am not the person that I thought I was. Like, I thought I was this nice, elegant, you know, beautiful person. But sometimes I could be a little nasty or I could be a little mean. <laughs> and I could be an uncooperative. <laughs> like, and I, I really have a lot of self-reflection, especially working with my friends. Because, you know, like, you kind of got to check yourself because these are your people. So you don't want to hurt them and you want everything to be kosher. So, like... Honestly, for me, it's been a lot of self-reflection and a lot of learning from their perspectives. Like, like Asia said, like we think so differently, but we all kind of the same in a weird way. <laughs> but like the way we approach it, like the way Jay may approach something, I might not approach something. So I feel comfortable like relying on like her advice or her um expertise and the same thing with asia like she's super knowledgeable about everything and plus like that's my <laughs> nurse so, <laughs> like, y'all y'all okay like <laughs> so yeah it's been definitely a lot of um self-reflection and a lot of just uh trying to get out there and network and uh be a better person that's a good one yeah, um, I would say for that's me, real, that's I've real. Learned, and this just kind of hit me that when you guys were talking, and I was thinking about it, like, what have I truly learned? Um, and I think one thing I've learned is there's a lot of power in my voice, and and just in your voice in general, there's power in words and what you speak. And when I started this podcast, it was kind of like this is just so fun. I'm just talking on the mic with my girlfriends. I'm just gonna say whatever comes to my, comes to mind. And then the more you, you, you know, you grow and you want to communicate and convey your message in a more mature way, you start to kind of think like, I just can't say any and everything. Like, I actually have to think about what I say because this is out there on the Internet. And God forbid I say something really ignorant that I no longer believe, you know, fast forward five years from now and people are throwing it in my face or whatnot. So just learning how to express myself 
do it in a way where I get my point across, but also where I'm not tearing down other people. It's something I kind of had to reel in to make sure I'm not talking about people in a negative way on my platform. Yes, I feel all three on all those ways. I've definitely learned on my end as well. So I I definitely can vouch for that because that is so real. So what mm-hmm. is no, what is something y'all when y'all about to make a point? Okay. What is something y'all wish y'all would have known about podcasting before y'all got started with this it's podcast? It's expensive. Not really. It's, it's not that expensive at all. I wish I would have known how many technical difficulties, how many trial and error sessions there would have been, you know, to get things yeah. to a good point. But it definitely was a huge learning curve. We knew nothing about podcasting, technology, microphones, setups, studios, and we had to learn on the fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Basically, yeah. We had a we had a few episodes we recorded and then they found out they came out silent. So that was a bummer. Man, <laughs> or having to re-record an episode in the same day, have to literally redo it mm-hmm. because we needed to post it the next night. Yeah. You know, we've had so many ups and downs, but yeah, I think one thing, too, is like, I guess for me, when we started, I went in and this is, again, me probably just being naive, but I went in thinking that we would get a lot of support from people that oh, we yeah. knew. And while we have gotten support, I will say that, you know, people that I didn't expect to listen to the podcast, they do. But on the other hand, it's still those people that like, they couldn't tell you what their favorite episode is. They couldn't tell you the name of the episode they listened to. They couldn't tell you if they even listened to an episode. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like I was expecting more support from the people around us. And in fact, we start, we got it from, or we're getting it from people that we don't even know. Which is usually how it always is, which is unfortunate. I feel like the people closest to you have mm-hmm. a very hard time seeing your vision until that vision yeah. comes to fruition or it's in their face and then they're like oh shit you're dope and it's like hi you've already you've always known that you just never paid attention to me you know so Mm -hmm. the people that don't really support that should oh well I mean they're missing out so you know Mm -hmm. we thriving and surviving over here so we good Mm -hmm. yes Yes, I definitely can agree with that because I look at some of my colleges, I'm like, damn, I want hoping they would support their show love, but honestly, it's been other podcasts in other states and other people have been mm-hmm. showing me more love than people I have here, so I definitely agree with that. I don't know why that is for for people in their hometowns or something like that, but it's just, it's crazy that we don't come together and support our own until they do something big. And then you're gonna be like, "Oh, we were there from the start. We didn't know the hell y'all weren't." Right. Let's let's just keep this thing 100. So, what would y'all advice be to anyone that wants to start a podcast? Mm -hmm. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Just do it. And yeah, don't go in doing it for money because. It don't necessarily start out like that. Just do it for fun because that's where your content comes from. I could tell when people is just like, you know, my nerves. <laughs> like, one asking for money. Like, that's just too much. Also, I have a lot of uh, commercials in there either. That's just a <laughs> personal preference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say you got to do it because you would genuinely want to hey. do it. Like, a, a lot of people, they start and then they don't finish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did you even do it? Were you looking for something to get out of this? Because let me tell you, we've been doing this for how long? <laughs> a year, over a year. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're still working. Almost yeah. Here. And I was going to say, if anyone wanted to start a podcast, be consistent, but also be genuine. Because you can tell when someone's mm-hmm. not being their true self. And mm-hmm. you're not going to really have an mm-hmm. audience that's going to connect and stay connected to you through, you know, over time. They may check in and out, but they're not going to be, a, you know, an avid listener. So definitely you have to stay consistent to keep your audience um, and to keep people intrigued. And one last thing, 
don't I think and I think we can all attest to this is like we used to look at our analytics and our numbers all the Mm -hmm. time and now I don't think we looked at them and we I don't know how long I I think when people focus on that (laughs) they it takes away from what the podcast is really about so I think not focusing on the numbers and the analytics behind it and just doing it will attract more listeners so Yes, yes, I agree with that 100%. Because if you take a look at them numbers, and you will see why most <laughs> podcasts don't make it past episode seven, or most podcasts only make it past one season, because those people, they look at the numbers and they instantly get depressed and they'll just throw it in. I'm, and I just tell themselves, y'all not real, y'all, then why the hell y'all do it? Because if you start something, you start it, you know, you don't just. Started and then gets tough and say to hell with it, you know what I'm saying? You just you gotta keep going. You definitely have to remember why you started and and you know let's find yeah. find some kind of inspiration. And I was gonna tell people too, don't to be discouraged because when you post that first episode, nobody may listen to it. Maybe five people may listen to it, or you may get ten thousand hits. You never know, you know. But don't be discouraged mm-hmm. if that number is small, and most likely it will be small. So don't go into it with too high of an expectation um we went into it just hoping that at least one person was gonna listen to it because <laughs> it was low-key high, <laughs> but, but it was entertaining and when people heard mm-hmm. that first episode they were like yo y'all got something special so going into it without looking at numbers or thinking about like i want to be big or like i want my podcast to be this this and this just create and let it let your podcast flow wherever it needs to flow if it gets big, it gets big. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But just enjoy yourself and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's real. That's definitely real. Um, honestly, it took me to about season two to start really start having fun with it because now I'm just like I'm talking to people in different states and I'm making connections in different states and uh, outside of just Florida. So that's where the fun comes in and just um. Make a new connection. So Being with how each does other, the fun come in for It y'all? makes it fun for sure. Hands down. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know this, but we literally, so like Asia said, we used to live together. We literally recorded in my room on the floor every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, just like straight after work, me and Lori would come in the house like, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> We would have our wine, our kombucha. Shout out to the the OG. Yeah. <laughs> Just to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much what it was. It became like a, a thing that we look forward to, you know, after a long day at work. Okay, we got to record. Let's get to it. What's the topic for today? What are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. So. That's real. That's real. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know, now you know. Thank you all for subscribing. Thank you all for checking us out. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get us, wherever you find this podcast. I hope y'all listen. I hope y'all are enjoying it. And I hope y'all done poured yourself some liquor because you can't have you can't have liquor talk with no liquor. So go ahead and enjoy it. But just don't blame me if you get DUI because I am not responsible if you do. So Go ahead and drink responsibly. So tell Ooh. me, ladies, what's your favorite? Right, I have turned into a wine girl, but <laughs> back in the day, oh, Hennessy was my shit, okay? You couldn't tell me nothing. I, I wanted some Hennessy, okay? <laughs> oh, Hennessey, talk to me now. Either straight, or sometimes, you know, I might mix it with a little cranberry, or, you know, some people even do the little apple, whatever you want to do. But it was usually Hennessy. Yeah, Hennessy was a uh, that was like a uh, given <laughs> when we would drink back in the day. I would say now definitely my go-to is wine. Like I have two favorite wines. I have Cabernet Sauvignon and I have port wine and those are like my go-tos like in my refrigerator all the time. <laughs> I've been on a sangria kick. I have sangria in my fridge right now. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Like why? You know, uh, we get know from Hennessy to wine. Shorty does something to you, okay? You go, you go from wanting to fall out the club, drunk off Penny, 
to sitting in your bed watching Netflix, drinking a cup of sangria. Like, just the way life, mm-hmm. you know, just unfolds. <laughs> you can never go wrong, though, with a rum and coke or a whiskey mm-hmm. and cranberry. So, <laughs> exactly. I would, I would oh, recommend yeah. to y'all, y'all should try it. Oh, we know that. Yeah, we know all about that. Uh, I do stay too. Mm-hmm. Do stay too. I like all that right. too. Oh yeah, I gotta get back on the doof, so you know what I'm saying. But like I said I don't drink as much mm-hmm. now, but I I know how y'all feel. You know what I'm saying. So, so what can you, so um, how have y'all just dealt with this quarantine? Taking it one day at a time. Just, honestly, you know? I just I think that's what's calmed me down during the quarantine. I I did have moments where I was feeling panicked, uh, uncomfortable, not very unsure of like what my future was going to be like you know that whole being in the fear of the unknown you know that kind of started to consume me but once I realized you know what just take everything day by day if you woke up today amazing conquer what you need to conquer just for today and tomorrow you'll worry about tomorrow's problems and that has calmed me down so much so I'm kind of smooth sailing through this quarantine now I'm chilling so ready to have a life though same Oh, I definitely feel you. I mean, I mean, some things have opened mm-hmm. up down here, but you ain't gonna catch me out there. I mean, yes, I know y'all saw people in Florida at the beaches. Yours truly went there. I was uh-uh. just watching them. On let TV. them get like, that wrong. Let that wrong circulating first. <laughs> Tell them about let it yeah, let them. I say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like outside you should be kind of fine because you know the wind blow, but like when you went buildings and stuff and same rooms that's when we have a problem yeah i definitely feel y'all so what are y'all looking forward to doing with the podcast Uh, i don't know i feel like for me at this point it's hard to tell because you just don't know what's going to happen over the next few months but i think definitely still trying to network with other people and other podcasts um and just getting our name out there and kind of just continuing our um our wave really Yeah, but yeah, honestly, growth. Yeah, just making sure that we're mm-hmm. growing, we're reaching more people, um, and we are still staying true to ourselves yeah. during this whole process. Yep. <laughs> you know, that so, was actually more work Zoom than we party. I mean, it was a lot <laughs> of fun. Don't get me wrong. So thank you for coming. Thank you to everybody that showed up. Um, but you know, having to dance and entertain for two hours straight was a little taxing that, over Zoom, child. That was a workout, okay? <laughs> it was. I, I, I came home, got in the shower, I was yes. hot, and I was sweating. that is difficult to do over Zoom because people are literally just staring at you or they're not staring at you, and you got to get them to pay attention, <laughs> right? And getting people okay. to like, you know, if you're face to face with somebody. You can easily get somebody to dance. But when you are over the computer screen, there's only so much I could do to try to hype you up. Either you with it or you're not. Mm-hmm. So there were some people that were just kind of just there staring. Um, but then there was other people that were dancing and, you know, having a good time. But overall, I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy myself whether y'all do or not. <laughs> so Yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, it was though. a lot of fun. I think maybe next time hosting it with like another podcast or like doing with mm-hmm. another person so that we can take off some of the hosting duties. Um. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, I'm going to tell y'all right now, if if we decide to host the party together, I'm going to be like network. I'm, I'm going to have a, like, a segment where we network and communicate. We talk about just having discussions about, like I was saying, getting more interactive instead of just sitting there dancing the whole time, we should like have a discussion about what we're doing and advertise and talk about what we're doing and what our thoughts on you know, about that issues actually what a we're dealing with. That we, had. We, we were going to have like a networking um, section before like the party 
And then again, it was just we had thoughts of like breaking people up in the rooms, and but it's like it's a lot to handle, especially on the on our mm-hmm. end where like yeah. you're trying to make sure you don't have technical difficulties. People texting you, calling you, trying to get into the room. Mm-hmm. It's like it was a lot. So um, if we did do that, I feel like again we would probably try to collab with another podcast so that we could do, do and maybe make it like a happy hour or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of a part. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's not that, that's not bad there. Y'all heard it here on Look and Talk first. There might be a happy hour coming up soon, y'all. Y'all heard it right here on the Look and Talk. You know what I'm saying? So, but that that was a very dope idea. It's like I will say this quarantine got you using all kind of technology and stuff. It's like I I used to use yeah, Zoom, but Zoom not been as going much crazy, right? since the quarantine. quarantine. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, everybody on the damn Zoom calls. I'm like, I just hope the bitch don't crash. Right? Zoom is making a killing right now. Yes, yes, Zoom is definitely making a killing right now. But in regards to y'all podcast, what can people get from y'all listening to your podcast? Yeah, just trifling, dirty, crazy. In interesting intellectual Perfectly smart conversation go get it all a little bit of everything mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's not I feel like real quick I feel like a lot of people think that just because it's three now, black women that we like dog men that's not the case so I think they'll be in for an awakening when yeah. they listen to it and we talk shit about women just as much as men <laughs> so <laughs> just putting that out there <laughs> in a good way crazy <laughs> listen from a man's perspective, the ones that can talk shit about women and hold women accountable as well as get on men as well, y'all are the real MVPs. I just got to say that because I've mm-hmm. heard a whole bunch of women just dogging men, dogging men. I'm like, sometimes, and you try to tell them <laughs> something that you already know they're not, they're not trying to hear it. So now tell me this. What can men get from listening to y'all? What can the brothers um, get from I would say... Facts. I I suggest coming to every episode with a piece of pen and paper, writing down like facts, quotes, things that women do that we like that we want y'all to do, so y'all can have better relationships. That's all y'all can get. That's all y'all need to know. And fun conversations. You're hilarious. I'm come with a pen and paper. Um, but yeah, men actually really enjoy our podcast. We thought we were gonna pull in more women, but men equally like it. Um. And they like it because mm-hmm. we're honest with what we say. Like, we're not just talking just to be talking. You know, I, I hear other women's opinions and I'm like, mm, it's a little immature and childish. Like, we all give it to you straight. We tell you when we fuck up. We tell you when you fucking up. It is what it is. We're going to give you the truth. Yeah, I think we've all disclosed more information information about ourselves than we wanted to. <laughs> um, and it might have been on the favor of the men. So, like, we'll say some stuff that we've done in the past, like, damn, that was really immature of me or fucked up. And maybe a dude listening will be like, oh, that's, like, real respectable of her to admit that shit, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, like, like, like they both said, like, you're going to get the trifling, but you also going to get the truth, too. Yes, that that's definitely real. I, I could, as a man, I can definitely say I respect that. If I hear a woman say, "Hey, I fucked up there," because that's just a great <laughs> thing to hear a woman say. Honestly, I don't know why that is, but anyway. Now, look at how we do deal with a lot of dating and relationships. So, my relationship question, mm. to y'all, is simple: Ooh, How can us now, black men deep. love y'all black women better? Ooh, just, just listen to us. Listen to what she wants watch be it pay attention <laughs> god damn it like just you know i was gonna say treat us as your equal you know like you we are we are not lower yeah. than you we are not less than um but we are also not above you i think some men put women on such a high pedestal that they feel like that we're not on the same level but i think Black people just have to realize we are equals, men and women, we're equals. Like, let's just respect each other and listen to each other. I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing things from other people's perspectives. That's all facts. And I feel like most importantly, Black men and women, like, we need to listen to each other because we need each other. 
Honestly, at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't yeah. care if you're a man and you feel like you don't need a woman or you're a woman, you feel like you don't need no man. Nah, we need each other at the end of the day. So, yeah. And I will say listening starts with healthy communication. So make sure that you as a person are communicating healthy to people around you and you're not like just not truly you're not a good listener like sometimes people think that they are good listeners or they think that uh somebody could tell you anything or whatever the case may be but Mm -hmm. you're definitely not like you have to practice discernment you have to like sometimes play devil's advocate yeah I was gonna say just communicate to understand not listen to respond people need to really wrap that wrap their mind around that concept yes Yes, I definitely agree with all those points. That's some very, some very valid point. Like, and last, ladies, we're gonna get you out on this. Why do people need to subscribe and tune in? Because we live out for real. If, like, like, like you mentioned earlier, if you want to laugh, turn on the podcast. Like, get every episode, you are going to laugh. I don't care how serious the topic is. We're gonna make you giggle at some point during the episode. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to get mm-hmm. serious and work through some issues that you're going through, but you don't want to feel like you're doing it alone, turn on some serious topics. We could cry together. Mm-hmm. You know, guaranteed we all going through the same thing. You want to learn something <laughs> new? Turn on some of our educational episodes. Get you a pen and paper, like Lori said. Take some notes. We got something for everybody. Uh, we cover mm-hmm. all bases for all people. So it's just a dope ass podcast to listen to. Get you through your day learn something new, feel like you talk to your friends. Facts, facts. Yep. Yes, that's definitely real. I, I do thank you ladies for coming on, taking time out your busy day to come on and bless the liquor talk with your presence. Thank, thank you. I definitely appreciate it. I'm humbled that y'all even said yes. I do appreciate y'all. Yes, thank you so much for having us. And I apologize again yeah, for all yeah. the technical difficulties yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, we're here now. But we overcame. <laughs> yes. It's all good. It's all good. The people are still going to enjoy it through um, despite the technical difficulties, like I tell all of my guests, I might be in Florida, but when y'all are ready for me to come on the Trifling But True podcast and return the favor and bless, right me, okay. bless y'all with my parents, right. y'all just let me know I'm in <laughs> okay. the way. Hold, please hold me to it. Please hold me to it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you all for listening to the Liquor Talk podcast. Thank you to the ladies of the Trap from the True podcast. Check their podcast out wherever you get your podcasts at, ladies and gentlemen. Um, also, thank you for su- subscribing to Look at Talk. We're going to be giving you some more liquor until the next time we meet, ladies and gentlemen. Remember to always pull that liquor up. Good to help you get you through it because it, this pain is temporary.